Episode 19, Christian. Hey, Steven. How's it going? Pretty good, pretty good. And how was your sleep? I said, did you get eight hours of sleep? I got eight hours, yeah. It's you pretty did? Good. Yeah. Really? Okay. Okay, well, I have a confession to make, yeah. okay? My confession is that after 18 episodes, this is the 19th episode, yeah. I really felt... Honestly, okay. I did not want to get better. Everybody was trying to get to me, get better, wanted me to improve, gave me ideas, advice, and I wanted to be superhuman. And I realized I cannot be superhuman. And um, you called me, what did you call me? A medical miracle. A medical miracle. And I, I think I was a medical miracle. But um, I got a lot of criticism from past guests, especially Regina O'Malley in the third episode. My producer says, you don't want to get better. People are like, no, you're not, you don't want to get yourself. And I said, you know what? No more. Finally, I have a true wake-up call. I can't avoid this anymore. So there are going to be some changes made. I am, I am losing way too much stuff out of my life. Really? Yeah, I'm telling you the truth. Do you believe me? I do. Yeah, you sound sincere. You, you, and I'm awake. Yes, I'm alert. You're, and you're I'm very saying, awake, yeah. So I'm taking to heart what people said. I'm, I'm also reading this book I mentioned last time about why we sleep. And every, every page I read, there's another, there's another thing that says, like, this morning they said, well, if you keep not getting sleep, you keep gaining weight and you become obese and you you know get fatter and fatter, basically, is what they're saying. Oh they gosh. have all these graphs. I said, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to keep getting roly-poly because I'm not getting no sleep. So, so I've decided to do step one, <laughs> a la we can do it, right? Saturday, I got 11 hours of sleep total, 11 hours of sleep, okay? Friday, um, Saturday, Sunday, I got a total of six hours of sleep. And last night, a total of six. I have not had six hours of sleep or 11 hours of sleep. So that's step one. Step two, I will uh, continue having, you know, six hours of sleep for at least a week. Step three, catnaps are my best friend. I'm going to have catnaps because I find that is helpful. Step four, and I'm going to do something that I never said I was going to do. I sort of hinted at it, and I sort of mentioned this to you, and I mentioned it to people in a former episode. I went to the doctor, and I got a note from the doctor, and I am going to take this doctor's advice, and it says, to whom it may concern. Stephen Silverstein is under our care since 2014, as discussed at his last office visit on May 14th. It is my medical opinion that Stephen requires a sleep study evaluation with a sleep specialist. He is in the process of finding a provider who will take his insurance to carry out this evaluation and keeps us up to date every two to three weeks with office visits. My producer is looking totally incredulous that this is not going to happen. I'm speechless that you're finally going to freaking do something. I'm going to finally do something, Alice. I mean, I, I've never seen you so animated about it before. I Anyway, so enough of me, enough of episode 19 and what we're going to do, and we're going to keep track on this. Okay, <laughs> anyway... Without further ado, right? Okay, so my 19th guest, <laughs> I am above the moon to introduce her. She was assigned to me. I was worked at Marymount Manhattan College back in 2004. I was a pianist at Marymount. And then towards my end of the time I was at Marymount, I was given opportunity to coach. And so I coached out of my apartment. I had like three or four students. Anna Lee was one of them. And uh, she was doing a show. So I happened to keep <laughs> the attendance log, which was perfect attendance. But I have a letter 
from Annalie. I'm going to read a little bit of the letter that oh, no. she wrote to me. No, no, it's not bad. It's all very exciting. February 4th, 2004, she wrote this email to me. She said, Dear Stephen, how are you? By the way, my 19th guest is Annalie Ashford. Dear Stephen, how are you? It's wonderful to hear from you. I am looking forward to working with you. Thank you for asking about Drood. It's going lovely. It's such a silly show and we're having fun. It's very different vocally than any other show I've done before. So that was a challenge at first. But I get more confident every day. Okay, my background. I have been taking voice lessons since I was seven. And until I was 13, I did the whole Annie, Tina, Denmark. That's ruthless, right? Mm -hmm. uh, belty little kid kind of thing. Then my voice changed and I started studying classical with someone else doing art songs and all that stuff. I just love to sing. It will be great to meet with you. Let me know what works for you and hopefully we'll be seeing each other soon. That was the beginning of our friendship, Annalie. Welcome aboard. Thank I, you so much. I'm so happy to be here. I love you. I love you forever. <laughs> Thank you so much. Hearing that letter is like so overwhelming. I sort of still write emails like that. I, I do. I'm like, hi. Oh, I want to sound like I'm warm and fuzzy in an email, but that's a good thing. Um, was there smiley faces? We didn't do that yet. No, there were no smiley faces, but there was a there was a, a affectionate uh, response at the end. That we will not get into, <laughs> but really it was very but it was definitely within that. Yes, um, it's also amazing that I talked about my voice like that then, and then I was also like, I love singing because as time has gone by, singing gets complicated the older you get and the more successful you get. It's like a love hate relationship. It's a super challenge to sing every day, eight times a week, um, and How you love it. How do you do it? How do you maintain it? You well, do it so brilliantly, too. Oh, my gosh. You're so sweet. Well, you also, when you're 18, your voice is resilient in a way that it will, you know, never be again, you know, so you take it for granted. And now I cherish it in a way that I sort of never even realized that I was. But anyways, how I started out was um, I... You know, people go, when did you know you wanted to be an actor? And I actually don't remember not wanting to be an actor. Like, I have a two-and-a-half-year-old right now, and he doesn't like to sing with me. He goes, Mama, don't sing. <laughs> don't sing. Which is so weird. He won't sing with us. I'm actually, like, sort of... Does he sing by himself? No. Oh. And I don't know if it's because when he was born, I was doing Sending the Park with George, and he's, like, got really good taste, and he's picky, and he just wants on time, or... <laughs> 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 yeah, is that what's happening? Or... um. Or if it's, I don't know what it is. So anyways, that's kind of interesting. But I just don't remember not singing. I only remember singing in my life. And I also, the older I get, I go, what what was I drawn to as a little person? And what am I drawn to now? And I think it's storytelling. I love beautiful storytelling. So listening to, to you talk about your sleep. I've been writing a lot lately. And that is a television show. I'm writing a show about that. That is the best thing I've ever heard. I want to see a show about somebody with sleep problems. I've tried. We maybe we'll work on that because I've, I've tried many. I've written songs about it. We've had I've had collaborators about it. I've written a song. Yeah, it's been. Yeah, I want to know, like, yeah, I want to get get in there and find okay. out how it's affected your life. Well, in a real especially way. now that I'm, I'm changing things up, it'll be a whole new perspective. Absolutely. You, you also, I, you mentioned the storytelling. I think it's so true because, like, even like you over the years, not just the studying with me and then afterwards, but you would come to the apartment and record a little song that I wrote with Michael and other things and every time you record me you always bring you always the words and the, 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 the phrasing and all this stuff and in your show that you did I saw the PBS special it was the same thing I mean it's from going from one style to the other and then we did you did that wonderful ca ca uh, karaoke cabaret thing with the audience but it was so wonderful because it was seamless Aww. and it's exactly but it's exactly what you're talking about it's not just the singing it's not just and it's using the words and using the the, the, the storytelling and the acting and the journey of the song that's so um, sweet yeah 
Um, so when I was seven years old in Denver, Colorado, my mom and I found in the Yellow Pages this amazing dance studio um, called the Kid Andre Dance and Performing Arts Center. I talk a lot about Kid Andre in my club act. Um and I included it in, in my PBS special. I did a PBS special. Yes, really I, cool. Fantastic. So really cool about that. But she is really the person who helped me understand that every song is a mini play. It's a mini story. And you got to tell the story. It's almost more important than singing. And so I got my start with her. And then... um. I worked at the theater on Broadway in Denver, Colorado, which was the gay theater of Denver <laughs> when I was a kid there. And it was on the Broadway street, the street Broadway. And we did Ruthless the Musical. And I played Tina Denmark. And um, it was such an amazing, magical sort of first experience in the theater. And I remember I got to be part of the Pride Parade that year. So Pride is like always such a special part of well, my this heart. this going to be really exciting. I know. Then. It's going to be incredible. And I it was like at nine years old, I was I knew to go up to me and be like, are you a friend of Dorothy? <laughs> <laughs> so anyways it's wise. like super fitting that like kinky boots is sort of one of you know has been one of the most important shows of my life all of these great shows that are connected to gay rights has been so important but the ability to go from doing kinky boots sunny in the park with george sylvia i mean we're talking extreme yeah. you know in terms of singing non-singing from drama to comedy do you attribute that to the same idea? Because everything is words and phrasing and absolutely. Journey to and also, like when I was, a, I remember being a little girl and um, taking songs apart, taking lyric apart, and you know, I've I've replaced and done a lot of revivals. I've done a lot of revivals in sort of iconic roles, which is extremely challenging and such a. It's a lot of Xanax. No, I'm kidding. But it feels like that. It's a lot of pressure, especially Dot was a lot of pressure. And you know what was a lot of pressure? Shakespeare's a lot of pressure because there are so many versions that are in so many people's right. heads. So like um, I did Dot and Sending the Park. And then right after that, I did Helena and Midsummer and Shakespeare in the Park. And both of those were extremely challenging. But because of everybody else's own vision of what that's supposed to be. So the only thing you can do is go to the text and the text will, you know, guide you through. And I'm so grateful that I had that time with the storyteller teller early on in life to kind of build the basics, which for me are, um, what do you want? How do you get it? And what are your obstacles? So tell me, you you you're two and a half year old. Two and a half year old. So how do you juggle this, and how do you deal with your sleep? What what happens? How um, much sleep do you get? I well, my sleep is like, it's it's so funny you ask that. Like last night, I got none. I did the public Jesus. gala. Well, not none for me. I guess it'd be a lot for you. I went to bed at like two, and I had an appointment today early in the morning. Like I had a big meeting that I had to kind of prepare for. So I got up at seven. So what is that? That's five, five hours. hours. That's bad. That's not good. So normally it's like eight or nine. It's it's like seven. Okay. Um, but I function best on nine. Okay. When I'm doing a show, I try to do. You have try to, to get when you nine. do a show, right? You yeah. Have to. And I, you know what? Cat naps are a blessing for me. Yeah. So like on the way home today, I'll probably have like a weird cat nap on the train. And you know what? I'm I'm really good train sleeper. Like I can like half wake up every time the train stops. Oh, you know, yeah. I'm really good at that. I don't know why. And. I could fall asleep anywhere. One time yeah, when we relate. were doing Kinky Boots, it was a week before the Tonys and we had to do The View and we'd done a million events and it's hard to explain to people that the Tony season when you're in a new Broadway show and people like it, you are going non-stop and still doing the show at night. You have something literally every day and then you have to do those morning shows and you have to get up at five o'clock in the morning, sometimes 4.30 and sing, sing live. And singing requires sleep. Your voice functions best when you actually get to sleep. So I remember um, 
getting my wig on and had my makeup on and we had like two hours before we actually had to do the thing. So I went in a closet in a dressing room and I just told my dresser to come wake me up in 25 minutes and she set an alarm clock. I went in, closed the door. It was pitch black and I took a 25 minute nap. Did you immediately fall asleep? I mean, like when you walked in, did it take you a while? When, to I'm, be like- when I'm real tired, I fall asleep. And also when I'm filming, like when I'm doing TV and film and we get those 4.30 a.m. calls, I for some reason, I cannot sleep. But if I wake up at 7, if I go to bed at like 3 in the morning but get up at 7 or 8, I'm okay. But if I have to get up at 4.30, for some reason waking up in the middle of the night and then sitting in a makeup trailer for, I'm like so tired from that even if I go to bed at like eight o'clock I don't know something about waking up before the sun no I well that's what I'm starting to do is not wake up before the sun so Good I for you thank you yeah um do you remember me having sleep issues I remember oh, tell you me. I remember you being like yeah I got up at 4 45 this morning some so like randomly and I was like what and you were like yeah I get up really early and I was like that's not early <laughs> that's just like Crazy. what <laughs> yeah so I listening to this conversation I'm realizing that I am I I just knew of you being a person that like didn't sleep yeah I but I but I just thought it was like your magic so I didn't question that it was actually (laughs) medical miracle medical medical miracle but also I'm super happy that you're like starting to question it and also I have celiac disease which is an autoimmune disorder affecting the gut and my you know the medicine is not eating gluten for celiac disease so I don't eat gluten but my stomach since I had my son has just been a disaster and I have other trigger foods and you know so many things in our body are related to like what we put in it yes so I wonder if you have like a food trigger or something that you don't know about that's something I'm gonna well when I do the sleep test I'm gonna definitely follow it well yeah. definitely the 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 book says a little bit about that and talks a little bit about the idea of overeating and obviously you you tend to rush towards something because it's your your, body, your brain is totally. operating. Have you ever it. had your cortisol levels checked? Yes, cortisol. Yeah, levels, what's yeah. going on it's with them? The, the cortisol levels are pretty good. Am I, Which I'm is shocking. It's amazing. It's, it's shocking because mine are high when I don't sleep. Really? Yeah, they go up because my body's like trying to keep me going. Anyways, wow. I could talk about that forever. No. I could do a whole medical podcast. I'm not kidding you. How, how long have you had this? Has it been your whole life? Or is it, you, has it gotten different since you got your son? In college, I felt son. so sick. And when we were doing, doing Mr. of Edwin Drood, me and Craig Jessup went on the Atkins diet and I lost 10 pounds in a week. And in I was a week? Like, yeah, and I was like, I feel a lot better when I don't eat bread. Wow, this is weird. And then I looked it up on the internet because the internet tells you everything and I was like maybe I have celiac disease like maybe this is what I have so I went to a doctor didn't eat gluten and he was like you don't have this nobody has it you know it was like 14 years ago and I didn't eat gluten when I took the test so I got a false negative you have to eat gluten when you take the antibody test for it to show positive so I remember people asking me if I had it later and I was like, well, I got tested. I don't have it. And then I got tested again during kinky boots. The lead up to the Tonys, I had two bronchial infections, a sinus infection and the shingles. What? And yeah. And I d- didn't miss a show. I thank God. I like the shingles as well. All of that. Yeah. I was so sick. My immune system was just like, oh, and since I had Jack, it's kind of turned into that again. Like I get sick all the t- every time i have to sing i'm like oh i get sick is that interesting well, yeah that is very interesting edible. it's all related to food yeah where does the energy come from where does your energy come from god <laughs> <laughs> well you are really you are you do you go to church and stuff like you yes i am a spiritual lady i remember that um yes i love the lord i love his blessings and i also feel like it's part of my existence on earth to 
you know, tell people who feel like they're not loved by God that God loves them. And even if the church told you no, I'm telling you yes. Yes, good for Hallelujah. you. Hallelujah. Good for you. Hallelujah. Um, so how did you get from uh, Colorado to here? Great question. I was in uh, Denver, Colorado, doing lots of really cool dinner theater at the Country Dinner Playhouse. I got my equity card. I was also working at the Boulder's Dinner Theater. And um, I realized about halfway through high school that I could graduate early if I took these crazy online courses at Brigham Young University because the Mormons like to go on missions and do lots of things where, I don't know, they it's cool. They got a lot of things you can take online. And back then it was so brand new. So I just like applied and took them and my high school was like, like okay, I guess you got the credit. So I graduated a year early and uh, I always knew that I wanted to move to New York. I, do, I tell a joke in my PBS special that I dreamed of living in 1970s, early 80s New York where people wore high-cut leotards as they walked down the street and hookers were around every corner and there was a dirty film over everything and Bob Fosse would walk out and be like, I love you, come and do my show. Um, so when I moved here, it wasn't that, but it still was magical. I just always in my heart knew that I was a New Yorker and now I really am. I've lived here longer than I lived in Denver and I just feel like it's crazy to say, like, I'm a New Yorker, but I really am. Thank That's you. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Good. You better stick to it. Um, okay, let's sing. He's like a super genius. All right. Maybe that's why he like is afraid to sleep. Yeah. Are you, are you afraid the magic's gonna leave? There's too much magic in that brain of his. There is some truth to what Annalise said about me being fearful about like this happens in my family too. We feel like well we're not good enough or like you know our talent is gonna go if we don't keep working on it. Obviously it's not true, and you have to take care of yourself first because everything else will follow. I think and I think what Annalise has said today is. Super inspirational. That's right. You got to take care of yourself. Your cup has to be full for it to overflow, you know? Amen. But also, I feel like, okay, what happens when we sleep? Do we really know? Where do we go? Yeah. And that is a scary thing in a way, but it's also, it's like your battery has to get recharged all the way at some point. It's almost like you're an iPhone and you have to actually turn it off and then plug it in and just see what happens before you turn it back on. Very, very true. Stay awake with Silverstein has become Ianla Fix My Life. <laughs> you, uh, Annalie, you want to introduce what we're going to do? Um, I'm going to be doing a... Um, I'm going to do like that I'm talking like this. Uh, I'm going to be doing For Good, um, a sort of a, a solo version. said that people come into our lives for a reason bringing something we must learn and we are led to those who help us most to grow if we let them and we help them in return well I don't know if I believe that's true but I know I'm who I am today because I knew you Like a comet pulled from orbit as it passes the sun Like a stream that meets a boulder halfway through the wood Who can say if I've been changed for the better 
that we may never meet again in this lifetime so let me say before we part so much of me is made of what i learned from you you'll be with me like a handprint on my heart and now whatever way our stories end i know you have rewritten mine by being my friend like a ship blown from its mooring by a wind off the sea like a sea dropped by a sky bird and it is stand word who can say if i've been changed for the better but because i knew you i have been changed for good and just to clear the air i ask forgiveness for the things i've done you blame me for but then I guess we know there's blame to share And none of it seems to matter anymore Like a comet pulled from orbit as it passes the sun Like a stream that meets a boulder halfway through the wood Who can say if I've been changed for the better because I knew you I have been changed for for listening to stay awake with silverstein don't forget to follow us on spotify itunes facebook and instagram at stay awake with silverstein we'll see you at episode 20 take care and sweet dreams stay awake with silverstein sit back don't nap and listen to Yeah, you'll never find him catching Z's He's always at the piano keys Stay